I'm Lonnie Diane Rich, and this is How Story Works. I promised that we would talk about Aristotle this week, so we're gonna do it. But first, let me just address something. Often, when people bring up ancient Greek philosophers, it's usually because they're trying to look smart and show off. So let's just get all of that out of the way. I'm not trying to look smart. I am smart. Looking smart comes with the territory. And I'm not interested in showing off. I am just as likely to talk to y'all about Twilight as I am Aristotle, and I'll probably be better versed in Twilight. But today's lesson starts with a Greek because the discussion of narrative structure started with a Greek. I don't control reality. I just report it. So anyway, Aristotle gets to sit in the warm, glowy spotlight of how story works this week because he was the first guy to watch a play and think, huh, a whole is that which has a beginning, middle, and end. Well, maybe he wasn't the first, but he wrote it down and people continue to be impressed by his thoughts. So there you go. We got what we got. The problem with Aristotle is that he was hella vague about it. This is what he said. A whole is that which has a beginning, middle, and end. And we've been impressed with that for like 3,000 years. I don't know what the hell's going on, but that's where we're going to start. He also had a lot of thoughts about tragedy, which occupied just a ton of his pondering time. In his poetics, he said, Every tragedy, therefore, must have six parts, which parts determine its quality, namely plot, character, diction, thought, spectacle, song. These elements have been employed, we may say, by the poets to a man. In fact, every play contains spectacular elements as well as character, plot, diction, song, and thought. But most important of all is the structure of the incidents. Now, I'm not going to talk about his six parts. I get plot and character and diction if he's talking about dialogue, but thought, spectacle, and song... Look, I told you guys I wasn't showing off. I have no idea what the guy's talking about. But it was a different time, and I don't really care, because it's that last sentence that I'm really here to discuss. But most important of all is the structure of the incidents. Aristotle got us all thinking about structure, and even though he is seriously questionable on a lot of other things, like, you know, slavery, which he seems to have thought was okay, and that's not okay, so I just want it said, dude was problematic. But we're going to let this guy lead us into our discussion on structure, because I'm pretty sure he's the reason why most Western storytelling falls into this basic three-act structure. Because that's the first thing you need to understand about structure. It's random. Remember last week when I told you that literally any structure will work as long as you adhere to four basic principles? Start the conflict, escalate the conflict, climax the conflict, and show the resolution where the world has changed? Remember that? Yeah, you can do that with anything. Structure is incredibly malleable, y'all. But three-act structure perseveres, so much so that when I teach my novel revision class, I tell everyone that whether or not they are even aware of three-act structure, the basic bones of that structure is already in their books. The class participants never believe me, and then I teach them three-act structure with the seven anchor scenes, and they're like, oh my god, there it is, and I'm like, yeah, I know. The reason for this is that we've been telling three-act stories for so long that anyone who has been absorbing Western storytelling all their life has picked it up by osmosis. Automatically, we follow the basic beats of that pattern. 
all because Aristotle got drunk one night, went to a play, and was like, hey, I see something here. Life is capricious and complicated, my friends. So a whole is that which has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Aristotle said it, and ever since, we've been trying to figure it out. And eventually, we got the idea that you could tell a story in three acts. Act one, the beginning. The conflict launches and begins to escalate. Act two, the middle. The protagonist is fully engaged in the conflict, and things get harder, more complicated, worse. Act three, the end. The conflict hits fever pitch, the big battle ensues, and someone wins. The world is changed, and we see how it has changed in a few quick resolution scenes. And boom, Bob's your uncle. You've got a story. Next time, we'll dive into structure in a bit more detail, but for now, I just want to say once again, a three-act structure will work, and we study it because most of the stories we tell in Western culture fall into this particular structure, but it is not any better or worse than any other structure. It's just the most ubiquitous, which makes it the easiest structure to study when we're trying to understand the basics of narrative theory. And we are going to take some time to study it. Coming up, I'm going to walk you through final narrative units, learning the difference between a beat, a scene, an act, and a series. And we're going to deep dive into a three-act structure that will work for anyone writing a full-length novel or screenplay. This is where the seven anchor scenes come in. We've got a lot to talk about with structure, and we're going to need to study and analyze some movies in order to do it. We're doing movies because they give us the biggest bang for our buck when it comes to how much we learn per minute of time invested. But these same principles apply to every form of storytelling. Remember in the beginning when I told you story was a hitchhiker? The basic principles of story remain the same regardless of the form it's riding with, but each form has its own special strengths, and we're going to discuss that a bit down the road. Now for some updates on how this section of the How Story Works course is going to play out. First, structure is complicated, so we're going to be spending some time here, and you're going to get homework. I'm going to give you a list of movies we'll be watching and analyzing in order to better understand structure. The movies we're going to be discussing are Disney's Tangled, A Few Good Men, His Girl Friday, Easy A, and Dodgeball. I'll have the complete list up on the website in the How Story Works course text list. Link is in the show notes. And we'll have a forum space up on the Chipperish forum. That's chipperish.com slash forum, where you guys can chat with each other about each of these movies and what you think about the structure. So coming up, we're going to talk about three-act structure and the seven anchor scenes. And then we're going to watch one movie a week for five weeks and look at how the three-act slash seven anchor scene structure maps to these movies. Spoilers, it's never going to map perfectly. But by looking for the structure in these films, we're going to learn how structure works. By the time we're done, you'll have a much better understanding of conflict and structure. And the best way to make the most of your time is to watch the movies and try to figure the structure out on your own before you listen to the How Story Works episode about that movie. I'll provide worksheets for you to fill out as you go. And those links will be up on the website and included in the show notes when we get there. And that'll do it for today's discussion of Aristotle and structure. Let's get to our listener question, which comes from Kira, who called the voice line. Hi, Lonnie. This is Kira from Ohio. I love, love, love your podcast. I'm working on a story of my own. It's a concept I've had for years, but I've never really done anything with the concept. 
I'm not looking for publication or anything, and maybe probably the concept I have is only great in my own mind and wouldn't appeal to anyone else. But how do I take that concept and make it a story, a good story? I just keep thinking back to the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, a movie that fell kind of flat because it was a great concept, but not much else. I want my story to fulfill its potential and be more than just a concept. So where do I go from here? I don't really know. All right. So I really, really appreciate your work. Thanks for everything that you do. Bye. First of all, Kira, thanks so much for calling and for the kind words. That was incredibly sweet. Your problem is one that a lot of people have, how to go from concept to a fully functioning story. The reason why so many people struggle with this is because these are two completely different skills. An idea is just an idea, and honestly, they're a dime a dozen. Knowing how to execute that idea to turn it into something is where the rubber hits the road. So how do you do that? One, you get started. Zay Frank has this wonderful video called The Invocation, where he talks about how hard it is to go from zero to one creatively. But once you make that leap, you can just keep going. So the first step is to do something, anything. Jot down the first chapter or the first scene of the screenplay. Start doing the thing. Second, don't worry if it's good or not. Nora Roberts has said a million times that she can edit crap, but she can't edit a blank page. And Nora, honestly, is one of the most productive, creative people in the world, so she's a good one to listen to. Third, remember that this idea chose you, and there's probably a reason why. So even on the days when you're sick of it and you think it's stupid, keep going. Don't give up. Now, that may seem weird, the anthropomorphizing of the idea that it chose you, but I think that's how it works. In her amazing book, Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about ideas like their little water nymphs jumping out of the fairy world and onto the shoulders of anyone who might make them corporeal. It's a wonderful thought, and I think Gilbert is onto something. Have you ever had this experience with an idea? You have the idea, you think, hey, that's a really cool idea, and then you do nothing with it. And a few years down the line, there's a book or a movie or a new product out on the shelves, and you think, hey, that was my idea. Wrong. That idea was never yours. The idea chose you, but you didn't dance with it, so it went off to find another partner. Now, Kira, this idea has been with you for years. It wants you. Ideas are fickle little things. That kind of fidelity is rare and special. Ideas will often bugger off and find someone else if you don't midwife them into existence fast enough. But this idea has been with you for a long time, and it's waiting for you to do something with it. So do the thing. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie that you referenced in your call was maybe not great, but it existed. And that's better than being excellent and not existing. Perfect isn't the target. Excellent isn't the target. Hell, good isn't the target. Done is the target. Your job as a creative person is to create, and that's it. Your job is not to create the most staggering work of utter genius that has ever existed. Your job is to transform the idea from an ethereal water nymph into a real thing, and then leave it to do whatever it's going to do and move on to the next water nymph. What you create doesn't have to be good. It needs to be real. If you've done that, you've done your job. Thanks for calling, Kira. It was great to hear your voice. Call back and let us know how it goes. And that's it for today. If you have questions you'd like me to answer on the show, call 302-643-CHIP. 
That's 302-643-2447 and leave a message. Or you can email me at Lonnie at Chipperish.com or contact me on Twitter at Lonnie Diane Rich or at Chipperish with the hashtag HowStoryWorks. How Story Works is a free college-level course in narrative theory and is entirely supported by listener donations. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help keep it in production and gain access to exclusive chipperish content and a community of amazing, smart people in our live Patreon-exclusive chat room. That's a hell of a bargain. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish for more information. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.